0: Happy holidays. This is the Material Podcast, the holiday edition. This is actually episode number 287, if you're counting. I'm your host, Florence Ion, and I'm joined here by the irreplaceable Andy Anako. Hi. Hello.
1: Andy. Am I going to use my Santa voice for the entire episode? Don't have because to. This is the last episode before I pack up my sleigh and take my presents for. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm already sick of that. Also, yeah. it's. <laughs> also one of my one of my favorite comic strips is like doing something that's very sweet and very nice uh it's it's uh it's but uh part of like the storyline is because because it's like the week before christmas there were a couple little kids like they were like f- three and four or whatever and they were they're suddenly like really really aware of santa claus and aware that oh like i actually today's strip was kind of like oh i've uh i i i thought i was going to make mom happy by painting a rainbow on the uh, on the wall of the of of living room or whatever and mom was didn't was was very very mature in how she handled it and that oh that's well we have to paint over that that's not and now the kid thinks that oh I've, that means i've been bad that means sad isn't going to come and i'm gonna be like and that's that, that, that I like that uh, kind of like I was planning on going on taking a long walk to the really good diner that has the uh, the uh, gingerbread pancakes uh, during December anyway mm-hmm. however i added to that like you know what that really bummed me out seeing this kid like again wigging out over this thing. What's supposed to be this charming and little, oh, and there's a red suit and the reindeer, and that he get upset because his three year old, four year old mind just thinks that someone is judging me for being bad and I have been bad. Like the and, elf
0: on the shelf, which is yeah, the one. Well, let's see. Is, <laughs> yeah, is, I know. That's is, there so... a bad, is
1: there a downside to the elf? I, I just thought it was a. I don't know. I've never. That, that was a little bit past my time. We, we had the elf in the shelf elf, but it was just. Like a decorative Enough. item. Right, right. That we would just put someplace. It had no uh, meaning, Romanians don't ecclesiastical have this. Or, or none.
0: Romanians don't have, I was never raised with this. I have to say that this year I thought I would have some sort of, you know, I, I thought that I could just tackle it with gusto this whole holiday season. I now have a kid. Granted, she's 10 months, so she's not. She's absolutely unaware of what's going on, but at least I can, like, get into it. That's enough. But I got to tell you guys, this year has weathered me. It has (laughs) just – I am wrung out. I am dried up. And I just – I'm doing the bare minimum right now. I already decorated the house, okay? Granted, it took me three weekends to do it and what would ultimately be done within, you know – A day and a half because I would have, like, again, all the spirit coursing through me. Yes, (laughs) holiday spirit. Let's put this here and I'm going to get these ornaments out. Oh, and you know what? I decided that this year we're going to do crafting and I'm going (laughs) to do this and that, but I just didn't have it in me this year. And I said, you know what? It's okay. It's okay because I'm going to put all the crafting ingredients aside. We'll get to it someday. I hold on to all this stuff anyway because in case I get inspired over the years or whatever. I have, like, fake flowers. I always buy, like, after Christmas, I'll buy stuff on clearance, like in whatever's left over in February, March, and kind of add it. I, I like to craft. It's a thing I'll, some people maybe don't know about me. So, you know, um, I didn't, um, you know, I got a couple of things for little Mona just because we wanted to get some big-ticket toys, and we said we'd do it for Christmas because it would be a fun thing to do. Uh, and, I, you know, not nothing is getting wrapped. I was, I was lucky enough to have enough fervor last night to wrap my husband's presents. And by the time I was done, I said to myself, I cannot believe how many people love doing this every <laughs> year. It was kind of – it just feels like a lot of pressure to place on yourself. And I'm already – placing so much pressure on myself in other parts of my life so i'm kind of just happy where i'm at i have a cookie jar full of cookies there's more treats coming i bought a lot of candy a lot of treats that will be dispersed uh beginning christmas eve throughout christmas day so you know we're doing what we can to to hold it in here
1: yeah it's it's yeah it's a year which i myself am reminding myself that like this is just be- just because there you've seen movies and commercials that make a certain type of like Christmas celebration look very very appealing. That doesn't mean that you're on the hook for actually making all that happen for yourself and everybody that you know. Um, but it's it is a little bit weird this year because I have my own I have my own Christmas traditions, and uh, ever since uh, we lost my uh, we lost our parents uh, about ten years ago. It was so, I mean, they're the, the parents are sort of like the 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 the, the sun on uh, around which all of the children's like Christmas right, holiday right. plans sort of revolve. And with them gone, it's like now we're all sort of it, it took us a while to figure out like what we would be what would be what would be we would be doing for Christmases and Thanksgivings. And my thing turned out to, <laughs> my thing turned out to be that okay, I was <laughs> I'm going. Uh, uh we we have the big family thing on uh, on christmas eve with like all the nieces and the nephews and all my sisters that are in new england uh and i would either do that and then uh at my option either spend christmas day by myself mm-hmm. and or uh oftentimes i would get, uh, the oftentimes i would just go to new york And spend Christmas Eve or Christmas Day in New York City, just walking around. There's there's no place to get the whole Christmas jam on than uh, New York City. Also, I
0: know, and 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 that you're bringing this up is making it very hard for me because, like, I am not even I am not a New York person. I've been time and time again. I go when I need to be there, but I'm not a big city girl, right? but this year, because of the way things have gone, I've just been so desperate for any sort of Christmas spirit um, that I am just envisioning exactly that, the New yeah. York, the Rockefeller Skate Center, yeah, like, yeah. And you know, it, just the, the big Christmas trees.
1: Yeah, and even before that, like in Boston... Uh, Boston Common, the Public Garden, and uh, the Boston Public Library. Like well, everyone, it's also yeah. everyone, does. Yeah, it's it's a you can take a nice. You guys walk also in.
0: have weather. That's why. That's the exactly. other thing. Is yeah, that? we also I get, have weather. We,
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, but so the the weird thing though is so uh I've it was only like three or four days ago like that like the last bastion of like my personal like real real world holiday traditions fell uh, because my uh, my best friend since junior high. And his wife, who's also a very good friend, like they they come up to Boston to visit, like uh, his his parents. And on the way back, they spend the day at my place. We have dinner, and we we sort of like we de- we we do a mutual debriefing on how the holiday went with all uh-huh. the families. Mm-hmm. And so I was like. Okay, so there's still a possibility. Again, just trying to like work out what's my what my holiday week is going to be like. So, okay, there's still a possibility that I don't know if they're going to be visiting their parents, but if they do, then I, I would we can we can do a safe sort of visit. I'm sure. And they decided that they're not going to make the trip up because for very very sensible reasons that while they have elderly parents and they don't want to take any undue risks, and that and that's absolutely correct. Uh, and but so now, but the with that last thing falling it was like for some reason as i suddenly got into my head that now i really really want to make specific plans for christmas day like again normally it's it's either new york amtrak overnight to new york city and right. then a whole day of visiting friends and just walking around and stuff like that or just chill because i because i went to a family party the night before now it's like but if i'm not going to be doing anything christmas eve and i'm not going to be doing anything christmas day or really for the entire week of christmas so now it's like okay i'm going to i'm going to make sure i'm, I'm going to buy some stuff i'm going to cook like uh, cook a ham I'm going to maybe even pick up like a large pizza at the place next door, like so I have so I can enjoy cold pizza. Ooh, and I, I definitely want to have like uh, like breakfast donuts. If I can't get breakfast donuts, I'll go to that diner up the street that does like their own muffins. And I've never been and pla- I haven't put up the tree yet. I have I I have my I have my, co- I have my he koala. He has the koala, folks. We, I have we, the koala. Uh, meeting
0: the koala before we started yes, recording. Yes,
1: the, the koala and not not just the koala but also the and koala. And then I
0: told Andy yeah. that he does need to get a cat cuz
1: again I'm going to I'm going to try with this koala first. I feel as though okay. if I can take care of a koala, make the koala happy, I feel as though then I will be prepared and ready. But so but it might be that uh, I might be that I will actually not put up the tree until Christmas day. Uh I see I can get I can get away with that because um, my uh, my parents also uh, we uh, when my, my my mom was like Italian American my uh, father is Czech American so we also celebrated like the we also celebrate like the Orthodox Christmas Chris, uh, right. Christian holidays like a week or ten days afterwards mm-hmm. so it's not as though I'm just gonna be putting it up to enjoy it for one day I can say. That I'm trying out a brand new tradition where we set up the tree on Christmas Day. It's a very down after Orthodox. It's an
0: Eastern European. I have Russian friends who do the same who are not religious, but it really (laughs) it's their New Year's tree, and that's why it goes up so late in December. I imagine if you were buying a fresh tree, you could probably get something at more of a discount than at the beginning. Right. Um, you know, we wait until trash day and get even better deal.
1: Exactly. (laughs) Some already some already have tinsel on them.
0: (laughs) If you're lucky, you'll find all the ornaments still on. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think, I don't know if I mentioned, but we had to go to the mall and buy our tree. It's too big. It's, it is what it is. I'm just, honestly, I wish that the pandemic would have been enough for me to just say, but I don't want to see anybody for a few weeks. <laughs> <laughs> and it's no shade to the people in my life, because I do love the people in my life immensely. Um With all of my heart and soul, but I am just so tired. And I think a lot of people are really feeling that. Um, I'm just so tired, which is why I'm drinking this coffee while we're doing this podcast and shaking violently. (laughs) We'll see how that bodes for the rest of this podcast. Um, One thing that I I would just love to do in the next week is eat a lot of sweets. (laughs) So That's what I'm gonna do.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm. The thing is, although if I buy sweets, then especially because I'm not having any visitors, that means that there's no one to share the know, sweets with. I know, and therefore, so that's that's why I have I to be somewhat circumspect. On the other hand, there's you know there's the weasel part of my brain that's saying, "Come on, it's Christmas! It's Christmas!" Come or you on. could
0: buy yourself something with licorice in it, like I did. Take your first bite and realize, oof, can't do it, and then put it to the back of the pantry, never to be seen again. Just pull it out next year,
1: <laughs> <laughs> and the year after, and the year after, and eventually, like your grandkids, <laughs> it will be part. It will be part of like the <laughs> responsibility of the older grandkids. Tell the younger Karen kids, okay, look, you're going to get really hungry, and you're going to start like looking through <laughs> Graham's pantry. You're gonna see this licorice and you'll be don't don't eat it because she buys like one tin every ten years
0: so before we be, before we go to a commercial break, uh, I just want to share with everybody the thing I'm most excited to give Mona for Christmas. I know she's only ten months, so I need to she like doesn't archive. Listen to the podcast, so right exactly um I mean it's sitting unwrapped in the living room. I just <laughs> I'm gonna like set up her her two toys the night before so that when she gets up and we're opening presents she has like stuff to play with in the room versus the tree <laughs> and our stuff but i got her a cleaning set <laughs> i got her a kid's <laughs> a kid's broom a kid's uh, little dustpan, a kid's mop and a kid's duster
1: <laughs> gender gender neutral absolutely clean, I
0: mean, it's I it's the say. melissa and doug kind you can go google it it's like made of wood um it says it's age, for ages three and up on there which <laughs> i didn't realize until after it arrived to the house i was like hmm i guess i kind of went for this a little early but i just felt like it's it's time you well, know She
1: she she's janitoring at a at a, at a second grade level already just don't, don't put her in that little box of hey she's only supposed to be at this level you know give give her that high bar to clear her.
0: I don't want to clean up after her. It's time. She needs to learn, okay? The other day, she was sitting on top of the robot vacuum. I'm like, that's not how it works. You need to let it do its job.
1: <sighs> uh, and then, like, in four, like four or five years, when she's, like, in preschool, like, for the first time, and it's near the holidays, she's going to... That's That's the first time she's going to realize that, wait a minute. You mean that most kids get, like, toys and games and not, like... <laughs> and not and not like an attachment for the pole so that you can dust the tops of the of the ceiling fans it comes Wait with a its minute. own
0: stand so everything kind of like goes nicely together it's very cute uh and it was they had plenty of it in stock at target <laughs> so <laughs> there you go um anyway they say you can give a kid one chore for each age like i remember learning this Many years ago, so like when your kid is one year old, you can give them a chore, like push a broom, and that's you know. So we'll see how this goes. I'll let you know in six <laughs> months if she's cleaning up after herself or not. We'll see if my experiment works.
1: <laughs> I know. I I like this plan. I I support this plan. You're not looking. For, you don't need my support or my endorsement. However, I both support and endorse this plan.
0: Ah, uh, don't worry, Andy. I'll send you a picture of her with the broom. It'll be very <laughs> cute. <laughs> All right, let's take a quick break so that I can buy my daughter more cleaning materials.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Indeed. This episode of Material is brought to you by our friends at Linode. Whether you're working on a personal project or managing enterprise infrastructure, you deserve simple, affordable, and accessible cloud computing solutions that allow you to take your project to the next level. You can simplify your cloud infrastructure with Linode's Linux virtual machines, helping you develop, deploy, and scale your modern applications faster and easier. Quite frankly, anything that could make your workflow faster and easier is worth checking out. Linode has 11 global data centers and provides 24-7 human support 365 days a year, so you never have to be stuck without support, night or day, holiday or not, Linode are there, with no tiers or handoffs, regardless of your plan size. And you can check it out for free. Get started right now on Linode today, with $100 in free credit for listeners of Material by going to linode.com material. In addition to shared and dedicated compute instances, you can use your $100 credit on S3-compatible object storage, managed Kubernetes, and more. So head to linode.com slash material and click on the create free account button to get started. Go there now. Check it out. Our thanks to Linode for their support of the material podcast and all of Relay FM.
0: Just when you think that everybody is off for holiday break, Google's gotta come in and say, Hey, hey, we have a rebuttal. Uh, so Google has officially offered its first response to the Justice Department's antitrust suit. I actually can't remember, Andy. When did we talk about this a couple of weeks ago? Last week, this is. Yeah. I mean, we've been we've been talking about this nonstop. Well, they, for... they, they've
1: been they, they've been very very naughty in the in the yes. parlance of late December, and uh, there's a big 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 bunker of coal that is being backed up with a government logo on it, and the. Justice Department's antitrust suit. We'll, we'll be talking mm-hmm. more about other suits, mm-hmm. but yes, it's mm-hmm. they decided to finally say something about it in the form of a 42-page <laughs> response yes. that was kind One of One piece
0: of coal for every page of that response to the Justice Department's suit, uh, which was – this was filed on Monday. So a couple days uh, – yesterday, we're uh, recording this on a Tuesday. So the response to the whole 42-page uh, diatribe, it's best summed up in this line directly from the company's filing. Quote – people use Google search because they choose to not because they are forced to or because they cannot easily find alternative ways to search for information on the internet end quote now in other parts of the 42 page response they got super snotty Uh, They were going through the Justice Department suit line by line and explicitly conceding that some dictionaries list Google as a verb and that the company was actually indeed founded in a garage in Menlo Park, just like everybody else's favorite Silicon Valley based companies. Hey, guys, remember Steve Jobs? Yeah, think of Steve Jobs. You can't come after us.
1: Yeah, it's I, I feel, you know, even as the mother of, of simply a one-year-old, just your mom instincts just have you just sort of like, you know, curling your lip a little bit and realizing that, oh, whatever punishment I was going to give you, <laughs> saying, well, I, okay, you, you say, you claim that I didn't brush my teeth when, in fact, I do concede that, Five minutes ago, I was not brushing my teeth. Oh, and 15 minutes ago, I was not brushing my teeth. I didn't brush my teeth a half hour ago either. You'll make a great lawyer. You're grounded. (laughs) Exactly. That was very clever. I'm going to give you three weeks without electricity in your bedroom to think about how clever you were. Because, And I feel as though this time, without any outside distraction, such as phone calls with friends games access to the internet again indoor lighting i feel as though you're going to come up with such a wonderful zinger that i will be able to extend this another six months so please (laughs) i'm just saying if if the government was threatening to break me up completely i would not say google was, was a trillion dollar company that was formed in menlo park Yes, I, I. It is true. We're a trillion dollar company, and yes, we were formed. Oh, for oh, you're gonna get hit. You're gonna get hit so hard. You're gonna get hit so hard. I mean, parental. Are they
0: though? Because the judge hearing this case said last week that the case against Google will actually not be heard until 2023.
1: But <sighs> oh, I, I. Am I? Am ask, I? Ask me the name of the kid who pulled my chair out from under me in ninth what's, grade what's in Western Civ class, causing what's me to fall, fall on my butt. I can tell you his name, what he was wearing. It's the more...
0: Uh, you could type it to me in a Slack message. You don't have to say it on air, but I'm very curious. They're, they're, yeah,
1: there's such... <laughs> I, I think the Justice Department, by definition, is uh, is into this long game sort of... Justice well, and isn't slow, it just but it is there's definitive. so
0: much to like go through and, and I, I just want everybody to understand my cynicism comes from the fact that now earlier today, I forgot to mention earlier in the podcast, but I actually did a retrospective for the Fusion podcast here in Relay FM, which is a members only podcast, which you have to become a member for. So if you'd like to subscribe, you can go to Relay.fm slash material <laughs> to find out how you become a member of this show. <clears throat> But we were talking about the year in retrospect, and um, I believe it was Rosemary who said uh, it's just been very frustrating how there aren't people in government who understand how to regulate and deal with tech. And I guess for me, the cynicism really comes from that viewpoint, that waiting until 2023, like, will it make the impact Will it actually make an impact, or will it just be a soft landing, so to speak?
1: Hmm. Well, that's probably a first slot on the docket. Also, it's it's very very telling that if they want no, we 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 want to see your faces in the room when when we drop this hammer down. That's we, a good point. We want to smell the pee that's that you've just evacuated. Once we've handed down our, <laughs> we're giving you here. time
0: to get vaccinated, <laughs> like. <laughs> We want you healthy
1: when we when we beat you to death.
0: I mean, mean, that would be the ultimate. Um, So there's more to this, uh, or I should say there's more that's going to be piled on on top of this. So 35 state attorneys general are suing Google for anti-competitive conduct. Now, the suit asks to join the Justice Department's antitrust suit. So that's what I meant when I said it's it's possibly going to be piled on. So the complaint centers on Google's dominance of search, claiming that Google's deals with companies like Apple and Samsung to make Google the default browser on their devices, along with Google's suppression of alternative search engines, has harmed the industry and its users. Now, Google's responded with a blog post bylined by Adam Cohen, who is Director of Economic Policy at Google. The headline is, Redesigning Search would harm American consumers and businesses. Of course, we'll link that in the show notes for your notification. You don't want us to harm
1: American consumers and businesses. Why? That's the last thing any of us would want.
0: Now, before we get into this, I that want to say Santa, something. That was Santa. That was my lawyer. Yes, <laughs> right. Your Mr. <laughs> just, Monopoly lawyer. Voice. Sorry. Right.
1: I need. A, I needed a fourth voice.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um. Sounds a little like Santa. Uh. <laughs> so now I want to offer just something. Completely unrelated, but also somewhat related, what this makes me think of, before I go into the post. Um, actually, no, let's go into the post first before I go there. So, <clears throat> from the post, to get more specifically to the issues raised in today's lawsuit, it suggests we shouldn't have worked to make search better and that we should, in fact, be less useful to you. Oh, my God. <laughs> When you search for local products and services, we show information that helps you connect with businesses directly and helps them reach more customers. This lawsuit demands changes to the design of Google search, requiring us to prominently feature online middlemen in place of direct connections to business. Now, uh, here's what this reminds me of. I uh, just just to to give you a little. Basis here. I have been really looking into the Boeing 737 because <laughs> it's 737, yes, because um, those of you who watch Real Housewives of Beverly Hills will know that one of the housewives is currently enthralled in a giant lawsuit. Her husband is actually enthralled in a giant lawsuit. She's trying to divorce him in the midst of all this. But apparently he he allegedly stole money from the victims of uh, the plane, the 737s (laughs) that crashed. And so I was like watching yesterday. I was doing a bunch of stuff, a bunch of testing in my room. And I was watching like the 2020 of all the of the crash and just like how Boeing basically there is record. They recorded their own meetings of them saying that it was the pilot's at fault that there's nothing that they could have done to ensure the 737 would have crashed. And so I just want to give you an idea. This is what I'm sort of connecting the dot to in this particular paragraph in this particular, whatever post is being said here.
1: We're with you. You're you're taking us on a journey. Yeah. We're we're glad to be on the journey
0: again. And like, okay, if someone is breaking up with me, I'm allowed to talk like this to them, the way that Google wrote this blog post. <laughs> I'm allowed to say, like, why would you leave me? You're crazy. I'm amazing. Excuse me, crazy as ableist. You're wrong. I'm amazing. Uh, but in this case, it's it's a really bad look for Google, for me as a consumer and as a journalist to see this because it's very... <sighs> I'm shaking my head, guys. I'm sorry I went I went yeah. quiet. It's just, it's I'm, it's... I'm tired of having this discussion on this podcast. Yeah. This is all we've been talking about the last couple of months. It's like...
1: Well, because, again, the hammer's been poised to strike for quite a few years now. And it's I just... The, the fact that this is very much the long game that's being played now, that it's... But what's
0: frustrating is that, like, a lot of people actually don't know that this is going on. And I think that's what... Like, we know Facebook, and we know why we're mad at Facebook... But for some reason, there isn't that same, and maybe this is just, maybe I'm wrong about this. And if I am, feel free to let me know, tweet at me, send us an email, send us a tweet at Material Podcast. But it's just, I'm just tired of reading this, I think, and that's why I just went silent and I just don't want to say anything about it anymore because I feel like a broken record. I do.
1: Yeah. It's, well, it's, my problem with it wasn't so much the content because some of the content of that blog post was a good argument to make that but the thing is the uh, re- the report that uh, that the justice department based its action on cover uh, covers a lot of transgressions of google and google in this blog post picked decided to pick and choose the arguments that it felt as though it could make a logical defense in the public with and,
0: I think that's why I'm rolling my eyes a bit at that, too. Because for me, it's a game I've never wanted. I never wanted to personally play, which I guess is why I didn't become a lawyer. Because <laughs> it, it is, I get the logic. But it, it is true in some cases. Because we think about the impact that Google has had. It, just speaking beyond search, for instance, where would we have been this year? A lot of classrooms went virtually because of Google. You know, all these other sort of cases that... The foundation was laid because of the search algorithm, because of the work that they had done with search. So it is true that there is a public benefit to their service. But I think it just, you know, it just gets a little frustrating because it's such a pushback. Yeah. You know? So. um,
1: and we'll we'll can do. We'll, we'll forge, <laughs> ho- we're hoping that we're going to get a few weeks off <laughs> from just stop stop making stop making blog posts. Just realize that it's going to take a few years for this thing to shake down. At that point, we're definitely going to be hearing a lot about how your defense is going to go. But it uh, it it does kind of give you a glimpse into how these sort of prosecutions uh, work. Where I th- th- one of the reasons why. There are a lot of reasons why this court date is uh, three years off, two and a half, three years off. Uh, And part of it is, of course, due to COVID. Part of it is because that there are a lot of cases that have to be presented first. But part of it is that um, I'm sure the Justice Department is hoping to negotiate a settlement with Google as opposed to having to take this all the way to court, all the way to a judge, all the way to a jury, where almost anything can happen. And even if the justice department wins its case against Google, Google will absolutely just simply uh, uh, file an appeal. And then the whole thing stretches on for another few years. What I'm sure what they're hoping for is for them there to be enough, like pre just, just like in the WWE, there's all this video before the bout about let me tell you something about it. The, the armadillo. He's got nothing. He's disrespectful. And when I team up to it and this is what we're yeah. gonna this is what we're gonna be looking at as Google shouts at the like. Justice Department, the Justice Department shouts at Google, basically trying to make each each of them change the calculus of what they think their chances are and how much they're willing to concede in order to get a resolution to this. And that's gonna be true on both sides. So this is why you're seeing what doesn't see what doesn't seem to make much sense. No if it, it's it they have to start winning ground step by step by step so that they have a certain amount of i don't know collateral that when that they bring to the table when they start negotiating because Mm -hmm. it's it's no good when you got the when you got the justice department and 35 state attorneys general against you to say nothing and that's just what's going on so far and that's just in the united states they got a lot of work to do in order to prevent the worst thing from their point of view from happening, from happening. And they're, they're not even the worst case in this, in this whole environment. Yeah. Like we, we all want to see Facebook feel the pain. We really do for so many reasons. Okay. I'm not speaking. I should not speak for everybody. I have enough desire to see Facebook feel the pain that amortized over the bell curve of all of America I believe that I'm evening everything out for everybody. Google, I would like there. There are a number of things that I would like to see Google change about how they do their how they do business. A number of them are not in this suit. A number of them are things that we've been talking about for the past two or three weeks. Uh, but they're not Apple too. I'm is going to be catching a lot of collateral damage from this. But mostly from the point of view of, well, I suppose that if we're forcing these other companies to do this, we're going to also have to twist Apple's arm into doing the same thing. But this is going to be a long, long slog. It's a the hard, it is the long, boring of, of of hard boards, so to speak.
0: And I am sorry for being exasperated at the end of that. I know that's nope. not really my job is my job is here is to to give you the breakdown of it and to sort of help you analyze the news and understand why it's important. Um, I am just operating off of a – it's been a very tiring year. And after yes. we did our sort of – after we did our little r- podcast recording this morning on just sort of like the year back in tech, I realized that it was hard for me to really pay attention to the exciting parts of tech, even as a distraction. And so this stuff became even louder for me, and I just – it's been sort of brewing inside. I think it's true that the next couple of years are going to – be very significant for tech policy and just policy making in general. Uh I am very curious to see though what the fruits of that will be and how that's going to are they going to protect us as consumers um or are they going to give in to these logical statements, you know, so to speak. So I'm I'm curious because what happens there will continue to set the standard going forward and, and everyone when we are final not healed because i feel like generationally we're going to be traumatized by this until the end of time but when we have had some time away from the pandemic that was this year and the slowdown of everything we're going to start to see how that's going to affect tech as a whole even more so so yeah. things to pay attention to and now, to get in a little bit of well, this is this is good jovial news. Although before we get into it, Andy, I just remembered that I wanted to tell you I got my free Chromecast with Google TV. Oh, so now I have two. Just thought everybody would like to know that. Uh, and on that Chromecast, maybe I can play one of these audiobooks. So this is really interesting. Have Andy, have you ever gone to like? I think Vulture does it. I think Axios does it, but, you know, when you read an article and they give you like a little play button and it's a uh, AI sort of generated uh, dictation <laughs> yep. that you can listen to. Um, I kind of appreciate that sometimes, like if I'm cleaning, but I kind of want to get into an article or something, I can sort of listen to it in the background. But imagine doing that for a whole book. Yes. Imagine doing that for a whole book. So now Google announced a couple of weeks ago uh, a manga list of uh, android winter updates that it was working with publishers in the u.s and the uk to use auto-generated narrators so that books without audio versions can be narrated meaning you'll have more audio titles to choose from in the play store so that you don't have to wait you know for who whoever big time celebrity to w- will finally... Weakness is
1: only one man yeah you know, i'm
0: f- <laughs> fair by the way the lean in Lean In book by Cheryl Sandberg is uh, narrated by what's her face from Clueless, the redhead, <laughs> and there's a little cognitive dissonance there. It doesn't like, no shade to Eliza, I forgot her la- last name, but it's just, it's just a, it's, anyway. Yeah, it's, um,
1: it's I'm I'm just saying that it's they've they've got a lot to live up to because like it's when when the right uh, book is matched up with the right reader. Yes. It's like, like just, I just, just this month, uh, there was a, there was a new release of, uh, the, this, uh, the Jeeves and Jeeves and Wooster stories by P.G. Woodhouse, read by Stephen Fry. Who oh. played Jeeves, <laughs> Jeeves the Valet in wow. like this amazing, with the, uh, yeah, with he, exactly. you, Laurie, on TV 20 years ago. I, it's like, oh. I, you, uh, Google. You put so much money and so much thought, so much creativity and engineering into this, but I'd much. That's you're you're going to be shown up by every every Neil Gaiman book that's narrated by Neil Gaiman. It's going to be hard to kind of.
0: It is because you want to justify. I mean, what an audiobook is oftentimes like eleven ninety nine. I mean, that's why right. services like Audible exist to sort of help you save money there. So now, and, this, and, also, and
1: also to be fair, when you have these like backlist titles and public domain titles, it costs a lot of money to have have. You know, oh yeah. Bring in a bring in a, a, a a meatware reader and have him or her like read the entire book. This it's would an be eight hour podcast recording. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh that has to be read in like certain annotations and such so that you are are getting the full. Uh, it's another feature. It's another way. You know what? This is this is a good discussion to have on this. So, okay, just to get back to the crux of this, there's a publisher tool available that uh, lets publishers create auto-narrated audiobooks. Now, this is currently in beta, but it will roll out to publishers in early 2021. And so the first books are being published by Google, and they're offered for free through Play Books if you want to go and try one out. Now, the books are read by a variety of male and female voice models, uh, and those voice models are given names. I did not cross-reference re- whether those are the same... As the assistant on like the smart displays and the smart speakers
1: well they're they're they have actual like human names like mark and whatever oh, the rest, oh the versus the type right we have colors yeah
0: Yes, you're right. Okay, thank Non-binary you, Andy, colors. for that. Um, so now the initial collection includes 20 fiction and nonfiction public domain titles. A couple of them include uh, the Book of My Peoples, Dracula, as well as one of Scientology's uh, favorite sci-fis, <laughs> The War of the Worlds, starting Tom Cruise. Uh Tom Cruise, of course, is not narrating the book. It's, it's AI-generated. Um, and there's also some nonfiction as well. Uh, for instance, on the origin of species. Wow. Can we just talk about the irony there? <laughs> AI reading... On the Origin of Species, yeah, okay, glad you're all there with me, um, Andy. Have you tried listening to any of these? Because I, I don't know if I can get into the headspace for this.
1: Yeah, it's it's hard to imagine. I went right for the nonfiction because I can't imagine like uh, Dracula, particularly Dracula and Frankenstein, but dr- they're they're two deeply scary books, and I'm I, I can't um, I can't imagine uh, like and then as the as the vampire ripped the throat clear from the human being the soul of the, it's like okay that's again it's a good technical demonstration but i'm not sure i'm really scared by this so i did <laughs> i did listen to like about did an hour You have hour's a robot of, read that? Sorry.
0: Yes. <laughs>
1: uh but I, did, I did listen to about an hour's worth of uh, of Walden by uh, Henry David Thoreau. You got
0: through an hour's worth?
1: Yeah, well i had i start i was listening to it intently for the first 10 minutes and then it was like in the background as i was working on other stuff. Um, But now I will say that now uh, I'm I don't know whether this observation is cogent is is important or not. I am a New Englander. Uh, so the reader was Matt, apparently, uh, and uh, he blew it in the very first minute by mispronouncing Concord. How do he, you say it? You pronounce it Concord. It's the na- name of name of a town. Yeah. Uh, in, in Massachusetts. And Matt said Concord. Like yeah, okay. I hate that. We
0: have a Concord here in the Bay Area. Yeah. that's by the way where Tom Hanks is from. Oh, there you go. Um, and I hate it when the AI pronounces it because, like, Google will do that. You know, on Google Maps or whatever, and they like get Concord. It's, yeah. No, this, this it's isn't like, the this isn't the plane from Airbus.
1: You don't and don't don't don't. don't it's it's not Worcester. It's Worcester. You you, you can oh. you don't you don't have to say Worcester, but it's Worcester. It's Lemonster.
0: But, see, that's important to bring up, though, Andy, because these are the things that, you know, we want AI to like for an article. It's fine. You know, when I was mentioning the AI generated script for the article. It's fine because right. it's usually short. And honestly, I just want the facts. You know, I want the Give me the information. But when you're listening to something that's very narrative driven and this goes for articles as well, as well, because sometimes it doesn't translate. Um, that's a reason it's a robotic voice. It's robotic. It's it's devoid of sort of that flavor and character that is the reason you would pay eleven ninety nine to hear Stephen Fry do the dictation of a book that you are interested in. Well, see the Um, the other problem hmm.
1: is that like this is this a small digression, but I I I, I, this irks me the same way that uh, when Google Maps and actually particularly when Apple Maps first debuted and it was labeling uh, uh, the Boston Hmm. Common as Boston Commons. And I saying no, it is not Boston Commons. It's the Boston Common. And the and It's like
0: Nordstrom's <laughs> Well, see, exactly. It's like
1: so people people who are like local, we know how to pronounce Worcester and Lemonster. We know how to we know what to do when we come up come to a rotary. Okay, yeah, we I also don't know because we...
0: I'm not local. So.
1: <laughs> And so the 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 fear is that if we have if we allow these things to like these mistakes that are being automatically generated to stick, suddenly the world thinks that you do pronounce it Concord and Leominster, and it's the and it's the Boston Commons when it's actually not. So you have to like you have to rage against the machine, as it were.
0: I would like to uh, hear this AI pronounce Pablo Neruda poetry. and just like completely butcher that and show me exactly how ai needs to be tweaked listen i appreciate the ability because i i know there are people who are going to uh who are going to benefit from this service being offered and i also got to say it's very important you know i i gotta start thinking about transcription i'm trying to be better about just like at least captioning like Instagram stories and things, so that a person who is not listening to the volume up pie or that who can't will at least understand the context of what I'm posting. And so I feel like for this, it's good to have that tool available to publishers, but it is not a replacement for the experience of listening to an audiobook narrated by the author, especially because I think about it as a long term podcast.
1: Yeah, no, and, and uh, again, it's it's good to fill in these blanks because it's, it's uh, these things are expensive to produce. It's important tech to have, have it, yeah. Let's see if, unfortunately, I think this is going to be another case just as last week where I've, I've got the output from Google it Chrome worked. in my mixer. It, yeah, it but, worked so, on our so podcast. I just couldn't hear. Here is uh, economy. The whole ground of human life seems to some to have been gone over by their predecessors, both the heights and the valleys, and all things to have been cared for. According to Evelyn, the wise Solomon and prescribed ordinances for the very distances of trees, Ma- Ma- and the Roman Ma- praetors have decided how often you may go into your neighbor's land to gather the acorns, which fall on it without trespass, and what share belongs to that neighbor. Hippocrates has even left directions how we should cut our nails, that is, even with the ends of the fingers, neither shorter nor longer. Yeah, so it's so I, I, I think that you can understand that it's it's, it's good, it works, like I've, it I I would regard it as listenable, but like no, I have I haven't been I haven't been like going to mass every week since I was a kid, but it it reminded me of like the people who would do like the readings from the gospels. Like where they 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 want to make sure that they are not stumbling over their words and they're reading it clearly, but they don't. We're, we're not evangelical – Catholics. They're, it's not an evangelical sort of thing. They don't. The readers don't want to go so far as that. They seem to be, and I'm putting air quotes around this, too into it. So they would, just, and a reading from the gospel of letters of saint john to the corinthians and so yay, we went so i mean it it's listenable you but there's no like inflection there's no like coloratura to it whatsoever so it's it's fine it's uh, i don't i don't think that i would if you if you made me try to pick out uh uh which uh, out of 10 audiobooks which is being read by the uh, by the automatic uh, uh uh audiobook reader and you and uh, uh, you, you're not you're, you're kind of stacking the deck by choosing the ones that aren't really good at it <laughs> so that the people who are like they're they're clearly the people that you hire because they're really cheap and they're they will do an okay job a very adequate job with a lowercase a I don't think I would be able to pick out like matt from from that lineup so it's a, a very very good uh result from there I think.
0: Well, that's nice. That's a nice way. That's a nice thing. Uh, let's talk about one other little nice thing before uh, before we get to our mint of the episode, which is official Lineage OS support coming to the Nexus Seven tablet. Now, this is pretty great. I have been playing around with what's it called, the Lenovo Smart Tab M10 HD. It's like a it's a really cheapo Walmart tablet. It's super slow, but I've been reading. I've been reading stuff on it and just using it basically because it has a headphone jack to just like watch TV in bed kind of thing without having, you know, the full TV on. So one thing that I liked about it, though, is its form factor. Really reminds me just the the lightness of the Nexus 7. So if you still have a Nexus 7 lying around, uh, this might be something that you might find yourself doing a side project for over the holiday or something of the sort. Now, Lineage OS, it's a distro of android that grants extended life to android hardware after the manufacturer has stopped providing it with new versions of android this is community driven so something to keep in mind there the update delivers android 10 to a tablet that shipped backed in 2013 i can't believe it's been that long almost eight years um andy do you still have an Nexus 7 laying around i i wish i did
1: yeah i had to it's it, it stopped Actually, wait i, think- I do
0: Sorry, I just remembered, I do. <laughs> you look no, so excited, I, I love it. I did because I thought that the Nexus 7 I had was not one that I purchased. I thought it was like a review unit. I left at my job, many jobs back and I just realized that it's it's in it's in my husband's nightstand. It's just laying in
1: there, dead. I, I had to keep mine. It wasn't, like, I, I occasionally no, do I, purchase. No, I told him, it, I said, there's, we there's have to hold yeah. on to
0: it. This is history. We can't get rid of it.
1: It's not. Well, it's not just history. It's like, there was something about that it's a seven inch tablet and it's 2013 technology, so it's not like, ooh, how many nits are we getting? Ooh, it's no, super retinue. The retina.
0: tablet itself was perfect, it was, it was it the seemed to be exactly to the, the right Kindle. size, right? Exactly. It was like, it was like
1: a, a match. It was like for me, I have an iPad mini, I like my iPad mini, but if it were just a little bit smaller. That I could put it into a jacket pocket without even wondering. But I don't like
0: iOS on the iPad. Oh yeah, exactly. That's my other thing is I really I've never liked the way it makes use of the screen real estate. And at least in Android, there's some, you know, there's some little tidbits that you can, or you can use something like Lineage OS.
1: And yeah, it's full. It's uh, I'm see. I was. uh, I'm definitely. I actually have a drawer full of that's dedicated. I've uh, in my like of library course. card catalog I have a drawer for like stuff like that. So I do so it's definitely I, I checked today and yes I did get it out and I've put it on a charger to see if maybe hopefully the battery still works. But I, I I it might be just nostalgia because I do believe this is the Nexus seven was the last Android tablet that I actually enjoyed <laughs> that it that was. got me excited. So, but see, this is this is the great thing about Lineage OS because it's it's always been the one of the biggest Achilles heels of the entire Android platform that Apple they will it's almost as if they're they're going to fight violently to get to keep. Uh, if there's, if you find out that your device, your Apple device will not run a, a certain, the latest version of Mac OS or iOS, there is usually a very specific technical reason why they can't get it working. Because you've got these phones that will just go for years and years and years. There's no – they don't have to promise, oh, and don't worry, we'll give you three whole years of updates. Okay, that means that it's going to be useless after three years. I have to amortize it after three years. But the the only little bit of a band-aid that we get in Android is Lineage OS because – it is shocking to look at like how many different op- how many different pieces of hardware Lineage OS supports. It's it's not a it's not like downloading an app from the Play Store getting Lineage OS working. Essentially, you will spend an hour or so doing following instructions and doing everything you have to do to like flash the ROMs and. But once mm-hmm. once that's done. Essentially, this stops being a Samsung phone or Samsung tablet or a Nexus 7 tablet and becomes a lineage OS tablet. And from that point forward, you can get all the updates the way that you would get uh, directly from uh, from a manufacturer. Um, It even uh, it, it mostly comes with free apps. As opposed to coming with Google Chrome and all the Google apps, you, you, right. you know, but you can install the the Google Play Store and then from there download all the Google apps and get and get those things running. But what the thing is, once you get this installed and set up and working, it will. My experience has been that it will basically be as close to a stock Android experience as you can possibly get. So it's 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 definitely worth playing with particularly if you have a older phone that you're kind of interested in you, you don't you don't worry you're not gonna worry if you actually brick this damn thing <laughs> and you're willing to like experiment a little bit just to see how well it works before you throw yourself in body and soul to the lineage concept ah
0: <sighs> wow that was that was an era guys that was <laughs> 2013 was a heck of an era well let's take a quick little break uh, and then we're gonna pop them in here comes Santa Claus! Here comes Santa Claus! Right down Santa Claus Lane. That's those are the only lyrics I know. Um, last night I rocked my baby to sleep with uh, what he sees you when you're sleeping. Uh, Santa Claus is coming to town. That song, which I felt kind of bad about because I didn't want it like. Yeah, I, yeah, we were talking about this earlier in the podcast. You don't want to create a complex of if you're bad. Yeah. you get nothing. At the same time, it lulls your sleep. Um. Anyway, what what, it, what is Flo talking about here? She's talking about Santa's Village. Google has opened it. So if you were wondering if Google was still going to rein it in, <laughs> get it I you. with the uh, the holiday cheer. It is here. Uh, we are going to link to it in the show notes. But uh, if you want. To, you could probably just google santa's village and you'll find it now what have we got this year this year we've got a santa tracker as per usual now i know again mona has no idea what i'm saying but my husband and i decided that the story this year is that because of the delays in shipping santa may have reached some houses a little earlier than expected <laughs> so that's why some of the presents are under the tree right now because Santa wanted to make sure we got him. And you know what? I want to make sure that uh he doesn't have to worry about quarantining. So that's what we're doing there. Uh there's also a present drop game. That's a little fun. Do we know? Can we play this on browser? Can we play this on um not browser, uh
1: mobile? Oh, it's a, it's a uh Tracker.google dot com slash present dot I'm not sure if that's actually live yet, because I'm not... Oh, here we go. Yes, it's live! It's, it's a special... And tap the space bar. Go, ooh, look. They're, they're, oh, there you go. It's a, uh, you, you basically pull the sleigh from one side to another and try to, try to nail some chimneys with that son of a bee. I'm not seeing any chimneys, though. I've seen what looks like a shark at the bottom.
0: I'm sorry, Andy. I just you defaulted to son of a bee and i if if i'm
1: like it's just that i'm i'm worried that like i'm killing like dogs and cats that are out minding their own business oh there you go okay so i guess oh okay so it's actual there are actual chimneys here okay but yes it gives you it gives you like a, a time things they're they're also uh, apparently here like elves of many nations so good good for them Mm -hmm.
0: okay sorry now i'm playing this (laughs) andy
1: sorry i've got the oh game over well
0: all right and also what we have is a google arts and culture coloring book now i know some of you may be like a coloring book. But I got to tell you, if there's one thing that I've really gotten into this year, it's printing out stuff. So if you want to, I mean, let's see. Can I print this out? No. I, But I can. Co- oh, no, you can. You can save it. You can download it and download it as a PNG and print it out. Or you can color it on screen. Oh, you just tap and it colors it for you with the color that you chose. Oh, that's Nice. And it gives you the texture and everything, so you can like choose. Oh, I want this to be blue. I want the back skyline to be this like whatever color that is. It's it's bleh.
1: Yeah, and all and all this stuff comes up when you if you do a Google search for Christmas or some such. Like the, the sidebar, the the little the uh, the little info box that gives you extra. As if, if you want to understand what Christmas is all about it doesn't it doesn't link to you to Linus's speech uh, on this in the school play however it will take you to all of these little things in a little Santa, Santa hat here's the, the original yeah look, Google, <laughs> I love that Google Arts and Culture the 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 original uh the the original uh album art to Rudolph the red Nose Reindeer is is part of the things you can click and color with these things and it's it's yeah it's all oh, the I, little kittens, yeah, kitty. I, I want to see. I want to be grumpy about this and say, "Oh, sure, they're trying to indoctrinate them into the cult of Google early on." But the thing is, uh, I've one of my favorite pictures I've, that I have that I ever that I ever took of the family was it's uh, uh, my uh, my three three of my nieces and nephews that were that are now like deep into like late into their twenties, like so they're now so grown up that I'm now like. Damn it! I'm gonna have to. I'm I'm gonna have to like start thinking about like what am I gonna wear to their weddings. Damn it! Yep. I'm gonna, have to, I'm gonna have to start if I start getting in shape now. Maybe in the next year or two, I'll be in good shape for like wedding photos and stuff like that. But if, but in this picture, they're like uh, like three and four and five, and they are like in their at the at the big family like family christmas party with nanny uh, with, with nana and, and, and grandpa and they're they're in their, their 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 little christmas outfits that their parents had obviously like put them in earlier today and said okay now don't get this is your nice christmas christmas outfit for for nana and nana and grandpa and they're they're like uh, they're like huddled around my power book like 190 like a super, super, super you know, old, like early nineties, <laughs> like power book, because at the time I had the Norad Santa tracker, the only, and if this, at this point, this was, uh, if it goes back so far that it was part of what contributed to the legend of uncle Andy at the time, because it's not as though there was a Google back then. It wasn't like you had to know that this thing existed, that that Norad, for fun was doing the Santa tracker. And also that, well, how do you, well, you have you're going to, to tell that into you first could dial into your slip server, then tell that into
0: <laughs> and
1: like, Oh right. my God, uncle Andy's hacked into Nora. They're tracking Santa. Shh. We got, we have to hang up the phone because they're going to start tracing it back to us soon. And yeah. And it's, yes, it's something that makes, uh, makes a grown up spirits bright. But yeah, it's there's something there's something about little kids when you can basically create that kind of match. Oh look, here's where Santa is. Oh yes, look, oh I can see Rudolph's nose. Hey, yay! Hey. And yeah, it's I I I do not envy you for having to uh, figure out a way to bring the joy that this character brings and this mythology brings to the season while trying to leave behind the stuff that makes kids like anxious about oh you're being watched, you're being judged. But because it would it would be hard for me to I, I this this is one of the questions that I go through in my mind saying I would probably reframe Santa as this spirit of generosity and giving and being aware of the needs of other people that and that's it's sort of a manifestation yeah. of that and so therefore we can all be Santa around this time of year by thinking about gifts that we can give things we can give for others people who may are not maybe are not as privileged as we are at this time. I, I certainly don't want them scared that like they knocked over hot cocoa and they made a mess of the rug and now they're and now someone they they exactly. don't exactly yeah. a god figure <sighs> is now thinking poorly of them.
0: <laughs> wow. Well, at
1: the same that's... time, I don't I don't want them at preschool saying, "Oh, you believe in Santa? My dad's Santa. He's just he's just a, a conceptual construct by advertising. It doesn't mean like ah, what he said isn't real." Ah.
0: Yeah, it's definitely. Oh, I pity you. It's definitely a Christmas movie trope. I just been finally watched Miracle on 34th Street, the 1993 version. Um, It uh, it definitely has a lot of that going on in the movie. My mommy said Santa isn't real. (laughs) It's so cute. I I hope everybody has just like a really nice week. I hope everybody is safe. I hope everybody feels loved, and whether if you're whether you're by yourself or safely celebrating it with some very close people, um, I just wish everybody a really nice holiday.
1: Yes, absolutely. We're whatever. gonna be back, by the way. We're we will not. Def- we will definitely be back next be back week. Back next
0: week. So really? you're not getting rid of us again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Don't ask Santa for that either, because that's. That's going to be you. You think you think you're getting a nice juicy orange in your stocking? Well, something a lot more, more obsidian, shall we say, shall be deposited therein.
0: Ah, obsidian is so pretty, by the way, just in real life. Um, but anyway, <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, uh handy. Thanks for the show. Thanks. Yes, this is a good show. Thanks, thanks for being here. Um, do, do we do we have anything to promote?
1: <laughs> not not really we were, we're promoting <laughs> peace on earth good yeah to
0: can we just can we just do that this week Oh, and also memberships at Relay FM because as you heard... Again,
1: they'd... talk talk about a nice juicy orange in our stockings. Uh, memberships, go to Relay.fm. Yes, material. and
0: then you can hear that episode that I was on uh, this morning with Jason Snell, and Rosemary Orchard, and Stephen Hackett. So everybody, just have a really safe holiday, please. And we will see you next week with more of the Google news that you need to know and uh, and, you know, the cool stuff that we got under the tree. <laughs> so until then, happy holidays, everybody.
1: Jingle, jangle, jingle.